Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Turbocharger customer experience results with nice CX-1. Now you can rapidly scale extraordinary CX with the power of the cloud. Nice CX-1 is the most complete customer experience cloud platform and is trusted by thousands of organizations around the globe. With CX-1, you can deliver frictionless self-service as well as top-notch digital and agent-assisted interactions. Get cloud-powered CX at scale. Learn more at nice.com. That's nice.com. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 306, episode one of Your Daily Zeitgeist! Yeah! This is still a production of iHeartRadio. It's a podcast you can deep dive in America's Share Consciousness, Deek-a-deek. and it's our Monday trending episode. Trending. September 25th. Trending Gleason. Is that Trending Gleason? That's someone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Great actor. Great actor. Great and his son. actor. His son's um, getting in the game, too, now. Or son's oh, yeah? been in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one? Isn't, which one's his son? Well, isn't his son called like Donegal? Donegal? Yeah, uh, that's not a real oh, no, name. Oh no, Domnal. Dom. Domnal. D O M H N. Domnal. Damn! Yeah. I didn't realize that was his son. Yes, that's Brendan Gleeson's okay. baby. Wow! Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, I'm Jack. That's Miles. Uh, this is a podcast where you hear old people learn things that about you, old people <laughs> that you knew a decade ago Wait, and i'm and like wow what's a, i'm famously not irish but how do you pronounce that name dominal Dom- <laughs> i don't know man dominal 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 nah. um, anyway like i know i know we got i know we got irish like gang can y'all tell please put me on to no i feel like it'll just be like a kind of a like kind of uh mixed or just together be like it's probably donald yeah yeah because donald. i feel like a lot of the names that i hear like were like irish names it's like oh you're just ignoring a lot of the other letters yeah and you get this other one 
Yeah. Like Siobhan. Like Siobhan always fucked me up. Yeah. Siobhan. I'm like Siobhan. Siobhan. Yeah, yeah, man. I used to say, I said Siobhan once and people were like, what? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't know. I know <laughs> not. We I'm ignorant. Know. We're raised on the internet. I don't know. Um, it's Donald. All right. Uh, how are you today? Good, sir. I'm a little under the weather, I must mm. admit. Uh, not like COVID related. I'm just exhausted and I have my allergies caused. Like I get a cough because I'm just I'm creating all kinds of liquids in my sinus areas. Um, mm. But yeah, other than that, I feel well, fantastic. I'm over the weather in my PJ, bro. Uh, so oh, you gotta yeah. get like me. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right. You got the pool hair too, man. I got <laughs> I was just talking to Miles. Uh, I have like eraser head hair right now. Dude, the it, body you're getting on that shit? I, yeah. So I've been swimming a lot. The, uh-huh. my, my uncomfortable thing to kick off the morning uh, that, that I've been doing to just like oh, kind of get into in. it, pop in the pool. You know, the pool is in the 60s uh, right now in LA. It's cold. Do some do some laps. You in do the pool. laps? Oh, you're, that's disgusting. The most yeah. I would do would be like a cold plunge and get the fuck out and be like, okay, that was stupid. Well, but, but that warms you up. The laps warm you up. But uh, it, it it has mm. done something to my hair where it is. Uh, yeah, Got I can't I can't hair. think of an example of like somebody who has had this quite hair going on, but it's. Um, it's like Michael Richards, and I'd hate to bring up the disgraced racist. <laughs> well, that comedian. is what I'm going for, but I just feel like I haven't quite gotten it there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, that's what's going on in my life. Okay. Uh, okay. How about you? What What was your weekend like? We missed I was you in, last week. I was in Portland. I was in hey. Portland for a wedding. Shout out the happy couple. It was beautiful. Very like non traditional wedding. Like there was no efficient. It was like a lot of just like offerings of like love and shit they're very hippie very crunchy very nice. crunchy uh, but it was dope because i've never really been to a wedding that like goes that far away from the typical sort of trappings of a wedding and nice. it was beautiful because in a way it like just really distills like the love of the two people down into this very potent form and you're like no nah, man like bask in the love of these two people like don't worry about if there's a there ain't no dj but the spotify playlist is lit and don't worry if there's no one presiding over it because it was all like music and yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah. How are the how are the parents of the married folks dealing with? Great. They did good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good what do you mean? Them. Like what what what, what kind of like, answer are you looking it, for? I don't know. I'm just curious if they if the like very newfangled uh, politics oh, of it. No, was... they they are of like these are the parents of those people like okay got it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like it makes okay. sense like yeah yeah, yeah. They, it was just crunchy love all around crunchy love yeah um, how about you not just pulling it yeah just pulling it man just hanging out in my pool in my you, what fr- kind of are you pool. you moisturizing what kind of what, what's what do you do afterwards like are you just rinsing your hair off you you are you adding sometimes and sometimes i'm uh forget like i don't have time to take a shower afterwards oh, and then towel dry. and i think that's what what's going on up here yeah 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 yeah, yeah 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 um but Dude, anybody any wild. lifeguards let me know what's uh if you have any suggestions it has gotten uh it's given me a, a whole new look yeah I feel like i could fool some uh facial recognition stuff with what what i got going on right now you got that just like the the closer to like the higher the hair the closer to god yeah mentality going on right now yeah that's right 
Uh, ben Schwartz, I think, also had <laughs> hair like this uh, yes, yes, in, yes. at certain points in his career. Anyways, uh, Miles, should we tell them some things we think are overrated and underrated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to kick us off? Uh, what do we do first? Under well, or over? Uh, under. Let's go right. under. Under? Yeah. Um, I, I felt terrible writing this because it felt so cliched for this show, but <laughs> Taco Bell is underrated. Not because I'm about to be like, it's good, therefore so you gotta good. like I, it. I so, housed some Taco Bell this weekend. It was so good. I was at this wedding, right? Fucking with the with such a diverse cast of people. And like a lot of us were sharing a house. Um, and a lot of these people, like I know uh, pretty well. And we're talking like uh, people across the entire spectrum from like occupations, like working for the federal government, like autism and ADHD, like PhD researchers, mm. fucking English teachers, people that work in tech identities across like the gender spectrum fucking everything like every mm. everybody yeah. was in there okay yeah and at the end of the wedding night we were fucking you know get the the post wedding you're like damn i could fucking eat again like <laughs> i really could eat again and there was this so like we were all trying to figure out what meal. to eat we everybody clocked that there was a taco bell nearby the house that we were staying at but nobody mentioned that they clocked the taco bell wow and then like slowly we're like, shit, what's open this late? Blah, blah, blah. And, and then like one per, I was like, there's that Taco Bell. Another was like, oh yeah, I saw that up the street. Then it caused a chain reaction. And then like everyone was kind of like mumbling all non-committal at first. Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe like we could get Taco Bell. And then there was unanimous agreement across the Yes. Room. Like the great uniter. People were like, I wanted to say that, but I wasn't <laughs> sure. We bought so many motherfucking, no shame. so many party packs. Like yeah. it was wild too. Like the celebration, people were like, "What's your order?" They're like, "Oh, I knew it." Um, <laughs> and the way we ate this fucking taco, it was alarming. Like uh, her Majesty's, like my in laws were also there, and wow. like and like another group of parents of like friends I know were there, and they wa watched it. Like you guys are just waiting for the Taco Bell to get here. We're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And oh, then so when they saw the amount, generations. no, they were not. They were not aware. They were yeah. not aware okay. of the power of the bell. They yeah. did not, they lived menos. They did not mm. live mas, okay? <laughs> and when they, when like afterwards, when they saw the amount of food, they're like, you guys are going to eat all this? We're like, yeah, watch this shit. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, they're like, you never seen $150 worth of Taco Bell? Wow. Buckle up. Um, and yeah, we killed it. So shout out everybody in the house. And wow. also just the uniting power. And everyone just had stories. Like one woman I know, she was saying she... She owns Taco Bells or like Yum brand stock because like ever since she was a child, she's been obsessed with Taco Bell. And like in a school econ project, like in like high school, they had to buy like a couple dollars worth of stock in the stock yeah. market. When people diversified, she bought all Taco Bell and she's still holding on to that little bit of stock. She's like, yeah, I got my shares. There you go. And, you know, people all had different stories like that. So shout out to fast food completely destroying our brains. Yes. Um. All right. My underrated is... The model of human psychology in the movie Elemental. Oh, so you're um, going lowbrow with yours. <laughs> I do a little highbrow, you do a little lowbrow. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not I'm not on the Taco Bell level. I'm on the children's movie psychology. Um, the new Pixar movie is finally on Disney Plus. It's fine. But they have this thing in there that like I've thought about a lot, uh, in like as I've gotten older, that and I think is like truer and truer of me which is so the main character keeps losing her temper on that so she she's like set to 
inherit her father's shop. She keeps losing her temper on the customers mm-hmm. and it's treated like a thing for her to overcome. But then uh, her love interest, who is water, mm-hmm. um, she's fire, uh, is like, when I lose my temper, it's usually just like something to the effect of like m- my inner self telling me something I'm not ready to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't like unlock it right then, but she keeps like fighting against this belief that she should, in, you know, or fighting to like sustain this belief. Um, and I, I don't like this idea of human psychology, whether it be like your temper or like self-sabotage, mm-hmm. like people talk a lot about self-sabotage. And right. when people talk about self-sabotaging, they always side with the person who's being sabotaged. But the saboteur is trying to tell you something in my experience. Wait, like I'm my, sorry. I'm sorry. When you're si- that pe- you mean people side with the per- the person themselves rather than their instinct to sabotage themselves. Yeah. And like, Got I it. feel like in my life, like the saboteur is trying to tell me like at various times, Oh, this career that you're trying to force your way down is actually not the right one. Or, mm-hmm. you know, that relationship doesn't work for you or, you know, like I was experiencing a lot of social anxiety around like certain people mm-hmm. and I would, you know, try and figure out like, how do I not experience as much social anxiety? And like for a long time, I was like, well, I just drink to get around it. But, right. you know, ultimately as I've gotten older and like been in therapy for a while, I feel like the thing that was just my, my social anxiety was not like a, bug it was like trying to tell me like maybe these aren't the people that you fuck with you know like maybe this is just like you don't feel great around these people because there's like something about them that you're like not super into that we're not vibing with like sure that statement of like there's that cliche like we contain multitudes right i think that that's truer and truer but like we only have access to like a small number of them with our conscious mind. Mm-hmm. And so they will act out on us through, you know, things we seem seemingly do by accident or things like that come out through our temper or just like gut feelings or something like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I'm realizing I need to unlearn like some concepts and just like listen to myself, you know? Right, right, right. Cause yeah, some, that's sort of like the last, ditch effort of your subconscious being like fuck you you do i need to fuck this up for you yeah, for us exactly. to like move on <laughs> yeah. versus like yeah of having that level of self-awareness to say like have i i felt this way a lot too where i, I had such a singular focus that i was like i need to be on snl and right. like that's the only thing i could do yeah. and that led me to a lot of fucking bad places like just right. more like emotionally and how like i had such a rigid sort of concept of what my future could be or should be that it was at the expense of recognizing all these other things that I liked to do. And yeah, yeah, like I know that, yeah, I, it it took a moment. It never manifested to me sabotaging anything necessarily, but there was a lot of like, it just felt like it was a slog to do certain things. Or I felt like I'm like, this isn't fucking flowing. Right. But part of my mind was like, it's because you don't want it hard enough. Right. And I was like, wait, I might not actually just want this. I think it's because I was, since I was a child, I was told I was funny over and over. 
And in the 90s, people were like, you're going to be on in living color. Do you want to be on SNL? <laughs> and then you take that shit with you and then you have you completely sort of abandon any other possibility for yourself. So yeah. You just I definitely try and see that. Force it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Like so, sometimes I personally need to listen to what I could get on my, SNL. I could get on SNL. Oh, easily. You yeah. know, it's super easy and only has to do with how funny you are and nothing to do with luck yeah, yeah, yeah. or who you know. Yeah. Um, whether you're like a second generation, like literally like your dad was a writer on SNL. <laughs> your dad's Tim Hurley. Yeah. But sometimes I do feel like I just like need to listen to what my own actions are telling me uh, what I want instead of like what I want to want. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I, I realized all of this because of Elemental. Shout out Disney. Elemental. <laughs> no, I, it just like, it was kind of like a deep point in like, it's a pretty mediocre uh, Pixar movie, like compared to other Pixar movies. Right, but right, right. I thought it was a pretty interesting idea, uh, like psychological uh, concept that was kind of buried in there. So mm. good on and you. What, did your kids have the same takeaway too? Were they yeah, like, they, do... oh, they were like, interesting. <laughs> this says some interesting things about self-sabotage. Know, know yourself. Mm. Embrace yourself. What's, uh, what's something you think is overrated? Couple things. First off is the fucking obsession with Taylor Swift dating dating this Elsie guy mm -hmm. or Kels Elsa or whatever. From however, Frozen. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh I just like I, I I was fucking inundated with coverage about it online last night and this morning. Yeah. They they walked away holding hands. He's got a this outfit he wore is now named after Taylor. They drove off in a convertible. There are so many fucking she's with his mom in the box. But remember, she also met Tom Hiddleston's mom. And we know where that went. And fucking uh, it was just it was just too much. I, I yo, shout out to her. Be happy. I hope y'all are happy. Like it's because it, that's nothing. to. It's not like Taylor's out there. Be like, y'all need to report on this. It's right. just the, our culture, like having this focus on it. It just felt so I don't know. At a certain point, I'm like, this is corny. Like this feels yeah. like an early '90s rom com about like the superstar who's secretly dating the football player, and then like the third act climax is her like finally being at the game. I was like, ah, right. um, and so like to me, I was like, this is just so boring. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's uh, also interesting to think about wait in the context of like the stuff we've said with regards to her being a religious figure and like yeah, these artists 100%. being religious figures, like when a relit, like if suddenly people were like, Oh, uh, the Virgin Mary is dating. Yeah. Uh, Gronk. They're like, <laughs> like yo, oh, they're oh, like, damn. yo, not Jesus, see that for her. Jesus Cristo out here, uh, canoodling with Mary Magna doodle out here. <laughs> Whoa. What's, wow. what's good y'all. Um, so anyway, like just it, not uh, like again, I, I always want people to be happy get what you get what you want uh but the coverage of it just like i just couldn't believe how many hey bill belichick what do you think and i was like this is so <laughs> fucking annoying like i'm sure he did. and he was even like it's good the best catch of his career right there no uh, yes dude bill belichick said that some shit like that was the headline i didn't even bother because i was like i, I can't believe everyone is trying to make find an angle in with this like whether it's about the car or the restaurant or bill belichick or whatever um, bill belichick would be the funniest person i can imagine to like do try to try to conduct a like right turn uh like at this late stage of his career into like tmz cultural commentator <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like on the yeah. panel shows where he's like that's a great catch 
Um, uh, all football metaphors. Apparently, Belichick is a Swifty himself. Wow. So, okay. y'all don't. Uh, you can get touched out here. Okay, that's just that's the key here. <laughs> and so the other thing I also so aside from that, the other thing I want to say was I just read that Alicia Keys is starting a fucking herbal tea line called Alicia Teas. And yeah. this is so stupid to me. Mm. This is, I can't, I don't, why? Just because it rhymes? I don't think, I don't, like, this doesn't seem like a thing where you're like, oh, yeah, okay, interesting, interesting. Um, And I just, again, like, celebrities are trying to be, like, branding themselves. <laughs> like, I'm going to sell fucking tea. Alicia Tease. Uh, come on, Alicia Tease. Congratulations, <laughs> Alicia Tease. It sounds like a, a joke we would say offhandedly on this show. Uh, like, a bad one that we'd be like, Brian, cut that. Yeah, uh, yeah, after, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, cut that out. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Don't. I don't want anybody thinking that I actually think that shit out loud. <laughs> yeah. My overrated. So, I guess I have a question. But do do you was the movie big, seminal oh. for you, important to you? Was it named Josh Baskin? Josh Baskin. Josh yeah. Baskin has a problem, dude. Um, I fuck that movie. Fucking exploded my head. Yeah. As a kid. Yeah. One hundred percent. I love I, big. We had it on VHS. I probably watched it like 300 times from the oh, ages yeah. of 8 to 10 and then like hadn't watched it again until I just watched it this weekend with my kid. Isn't and, isn't I haven't seen it in maybe 10 or 15 years. But isn't the their relationship's a little bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. Like when well, you think What? You mean the one where he's a child in an adult's <laughs> body and he has a romantic <laughs> relationship with a grown woman? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that part. I was like, though, I remember seeing it like 10 or 15 years ago and being like, that's actually kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, AKA problematic. But anyway, yeah, go on. So you're watching it. So I, I can't believe how much I I remember. Like everything from like editing. Like I was like, oh, here's the part coming up where like this guy's about to hit the hammer on the strength test and you're going to hear the bell, but they're going to cut away from the bell before you hear it. And they're cutting away to the roller coaster at the car. Like I remembered, yeah, that whole sequence, everything, yeah, like yeah, just yeah. little details of character performance. Like it, it was crazy. It was like being. I remember like the food they were or like they were eating takeout from. Yes, yes. yeah. Like he he got paid one hundred and eighty seven dollars. One hundred and eighty seven dollars. Like his read of that line is <laughs> right. like it's not that it was like oh I remember this. It was like oh this was always in my mind, just under the surface. Right. Right. Um, the one thing that I hadn't remembered uh, is Elizabeth Perkins, the love interest in uh -huh. that movie, who's dating a what is she like? What is he like? Twelve year old, eleven year old in a in an adult's body. Uh, she's twenty eight in that movie mm, okay she and like it just her made me character she, is 28 i don't know if the character is 28 that's how old she is oh as and a, she's yeah, giving in real the life performance of like an aspiring society lady it just made me realize like there was weird things happening with age in the 80s like where right. everybody wanted to look older like everybody wanted to like be an adult like that was right the, the movie's really about like I, I think I overrated how much it was a kids' movie. Um, right. It's it's really a movie like about observations about adult life and how weird adults are. <laughs> right, right, um, right. But and how someone we got to just embrace that inner child. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. It's it's crazy. Like 
what if kid was an adult is also that's also the premise of peewee's big adventure which was a yeah. movie night movie like a couple weeks ago um and yeah there, there was something going on in like the late 80s where everyone was like kid adult kid like they were just having a real tough time with right. with the concept of growing they're up. just like yeah it's either it's just a binary it's like you're you're a child and then you become 45 years old yeah that's yeah. it there's no we don't know what an in-between is unless yeah. it's some freaky machine fortune telling machine that did that to you yeah. the other thing was i remember my, the fucking way i begged my fucking parents to take me to fao schwartz to yes. hop on that gigantic piano yeah um and i remember there was one in san francisco and like they fucking had it roped off like you couldn't even do shit on it and i remember that became like the thing that every fao schwartz on earth had to have the big ass piano from big yeah. in it that you could play chopsticks on yeah and just like it was like dark and covered in sneaker tread um yeah, yeah. some some were used others were like don't even fucking think about desecrating this sacred monument yeah but anyway yeah that movie lives forever so yeah i don't know i guess my overrated is how how much uh that movie is a kid's movie uh how old everyone <laughs> my i think i was overrating everyone's age in the 80s um prior right. to this you know yeah in my mind she was like in her late 30s yeah like the energy was someone who's like i've done it all like now i'm just trying to focus on like my job and my career yeah my parents were like in their mid 30s anyways uh all right those are some things we think is overrated, underrated. Uh, yep. We are going to take a quick break and we're going to yep. come back and tell you about some news. A lot of it. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Hi, it's Jack O'Brien. I've got to tell you guys about something new. I've been trying this year. I've been drinking Health Aid Kombucha. I'm on the booch, you guys. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice. It's super thirst quenching, a little sweet, a little tangy, very refreshing. Uh, comes in delish flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, Ginger Lemon is a personal fave. Uh, you guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink alternative to soda that instead of uh, making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, uh, it was thirst quenching and made your tummy feel good. Since they sent me a box of Health Aid Kombucha, I've been drinking far fewer unhealthy soda pop and far more Health Aid Kombucha, and they make my tummy feel all warm and good. Cold in my mouth. Warming the tum-tum is not their slogan yet. Uh, you can have it, Health Aid. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. And we're back. And uh, the WGA has come to a tentative uh, agreement with studios that appears to give writers what they were asking for all along. Yeah. All the stuff that the studios and streamers were like, non-starter. That's impossible. Uh, this is coming at the worst time for us. Uh, you know, the <laughs> worst time for us. Record profits. <laughs> record profits. We can't afford to give you the basic protections and requests uh, that your earnings go up with the you know, record skyrocketing revenue. Um, you know, yeah. So it's, uh, I the the way it was announced, I feel hopeful that this. I hope that it is a of actual good deal for the writers, because like the way they're saying, like what we have won in this is this is a direct quote from the WGA. Well, we have won in this contract, most particularly everything we have gained since May second is due to the willingness of this membership to exercise its power to demonstrate its solidarity, to walk side by side, to endure the pain and uncertainty of the past 146 days. It is the leverage generated by your strike in concert with the extraordinary support of our union siblings that finally brought the companies back to the table to make a deal. We can say with great pride that this deal is exceptional with meaningful yeah. gains and protections for writers in every sector of the membership. I mean, I, you know, a lot of the times when you see these back and forths, you get this and then you see the deal and then there's, I mean, it's nothing's ever going to be perfect, but sure. the language in it help makes me pretty hopeful that they did make a great deal, especially now. Like I felt like last week with Ted Sar Sarandos, what is his name? Sarandon Sarandos. Just, yeah. yeah. Sarandos from Netflix and Bob Iger now have like literally coming to the table to fucking figure this shit out. I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. This, this is serious now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good for them. And also they said, they until they're still going to be, you know, they're still not working. And I think that they're, they're still picketing until, you know, the rank and file membership uh, ratifies the agreement and votes on it. Uh, but they also said they will not go back to work until SAG after also gets theirs too. Mm. So the solidarity continues. Um, wow. Yeah. Which is great to see. And Hey, turns out striking works almost like striking works and unions actually get you the thing that you need to protect uh, a job from yeah. going away.
or love you know. yeah love a bit of worker power love to see it um and also like i know in california there was a bill that the state senate passed that basically would extend unemployment benefits to striking workers yeah so that's also a huge tool uh for workers to you know exercise their power because they don't have to rely on like or have the you know the whole thing of like what do i do money-wise if i'm striking for my own rights don't we so, think friends would have been better if it was written by people who were part-time gig economy workers? Like that's the question, you know? Uh, yeah. I, I think we can all agree. It, I mean, and I could get, I could get being AI chat to give me a synopsis of an episode of that. <laughs> um, which I will tell you after the break. <laughs> yeah. But when, when companies like tell us they absolutely need every penny that they hold out on, it turns out they're lying. Uh, they can always they can always make it work if you force them to and the only way that i've seen that seems to work uh forcing companies to cut the bullshit is collective power um so shout out to them yeah all right there's a there's a new poll that finds trump winning by 10 points and it's i don't know so that this is a abc washington post poll um, it says Trump is ahead of Biden by 10 points, 52% to 42%. Obviously, that's <laughs> going to make people uh, panic. Um, it is starkly different than other polls, which place them wrinkly neck and wrinkly neck. Uh, <laughs> we just got an NBC, NBC poll that found them both tied at 46%. Uh, and some outlets are calling the post-ABC poll a shock. Um, which is weird because the same poll, like they use the same collection methods found back in May, Trump at 49 and Biden at 42. And at that time, everyone was like, yeah, so it's just like a weird outlier. It doesn't, doesn't mean shit, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. now we're getting closer. I think people are more willing to panic a little bit. Um, you know, oh, you there, there's to. been more Biden too old stories. Um, so, and I, I'm panicking just a little bit mm. because Trump doesn't tend to underperform his polling. He actually tends to intellectual, uh, politics, like in, in presidential elections up to this point, he has overperformed his polling. So I don't know. It's granted, like we haven't seen him run since the Republicans, uh, you know, attacked human rights and yeah, yeah. repealed Roe v. Wade, but he has been willing to soften his stance on that. And we've seen before that Trump. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just, it makes me nervous. It's a, it's a deep, dark abyss that we stand yeah. on the precipice of uh, the, the possibility of him running and winning. Um, but, and the, Outlier polls are like Trump's up by 10. Are there outlier polls that are like Biden is up by 10? No. We're just not seeing. No, I haven't yeah. seen that. I've not yeah, heard I haven't that. seen that. I've heard so it. The most, the normal or like the majority of them that I've seen are just like he has like a slight, it's basically an advantage within the margin of error. Yeah. Um. But I don't know. I mean, I, part of me, like when I, you know, just watching the ebb and flow of articles, like going from like Biden's too old, I felt like there was then this push from the establishment where I saw a lot of articles that were just like, like Trump is going like, it's, we cannot fucking lose to Trump. Okay. 
And if he if he wins, it's over for this group. If he wins, it's over for this. Group. And I I believe that you know Trump is going to <laughs> just make things absolutely worse. But then I'm like, we always talk about how Trump has been like this gift to the Democrats mm-hmm. because they don't have to advance their policy agenda totally. anyway. They can just go. They can just rely on this guy can't fucking win. Yeah, and that's the best thing for the status quo. If the election is merely about this guy can't win and it's not about a housing crisis. It's not about like income inequality and right. worker rights and shit like that. And it just becomes this guy can't win. It's like a gift uh, to the establishment. So part of me also too, is like this also uh, also helps further an argument against trying to find someone else to run and they can just rely on, well, I mean, Biden's done it before he's right. done it before. And he yeah. may not be perfect, but he's done it before. And as we just said earlier, Trump cannot win. And I know there are other things going on, but Trump cannot win. And I think centering that, um, yeah, again, it just makes it just sort of helps uh, the chances for Biden to just for everyone to just be like, fuck. All right. Yeah, just like dig in on the current course because they're too scared. They're like, well, yeah. what? you know, I can't I couldn't imagine like. And I know, like, there you hear more and more people saying, like, oh, I mean, like, you got to consider what these polls say when even Democrats are like, we'd prefer someone else to run. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, but I, I just can't imagine. Like, I feel like if there was a real appetite to find, to, to, uh, find a different candidate to run, that would have happened a long time ago. Um, right. And so I just feel like the advantage is to the for the establishment is B- Biden runs again because he's not going to rock the boat and they can just rely on this like Trump is so dangerous narrative to sort of ignore all the other really big issues that we have aside from the major fucking catastrophe threat etc that looms over another Trump administration. Yeah. All right. Uh let let's talk Senator Bob Menendez. Oh yeah. Uh, been indicted over a bribery scheme. <laughs> Dude, this is this has been simmering for a while uh, about what was going to happen with Senator Bob Menendez, and he was indicted. Okay, double LP, world excited, as we say here. Um, in in this influence scheme where the senator was going to is you know used his power and you know uh, fucking reputation. To make some businessmen very rich while also helping the Egyptian government. And you know, the senator also apparently, allegedly, got some gifts too. They say, this is from the report from NBC, quote, The charges include conspiracy to commit bribery, conspiracy to commit honest services fraud, and conspiracy to commit extortion under color of official right. What a fancy term. Wow. Um, The bribes the couple received, this is Bob Menendez and his uh, spouse, uh, included cash, Gold bars, payments <laughs> toward a home mortgage, compensation for a low or no show job, a luxury vehicle, and other items of value. When they did, uh, when they like, uh, you know, did a search or you know, searched his home last year, they found over four hundred eighty thousand dollars in cash for him. Wow! And then his wife had like seventy grand in cash, like in a fucking like a safe deposit box. But Much like of it gold stuffed bars. into envelopes and hidden in clothing closets and a safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Jack, those are details that I feel like just make Bob Menendez look more guilty. And <laughs> I, I want to be like the other big Demo- old school Democrats who have just been like, what do you think? This is bad, huh? And they're like, oh, 
he Bob's going to have to really think hard about the cloud this is going to put over his service. <laughs> Should he resign? Oh, I think it's too early to say something like that. Right. Yeah. John Fetterman is the only senator that has called for his res resignation. Mm. Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez also and a few others in the House have. But otherwise, there's a lot of fucking mumbling going on on the Democrat side. Uh, yeah. Just half. At I mean, again, if true, but it seems like this is I don't know if this is mistaken gold bars that he received in for some other shit. Yeah, this fucking he's dirty. The fuck are you? The, this you is, tell this me you don't bad. have a couple gold bars laying around your house. Come on. I wish I had a fucking couple <laughs> gold bars laying around. And then maybe I maybe I should be a fucking senator so I could know the feeling of holding gold ingots uh, yeah. in my fucking crusty little hands. Um, but I mean, like, it's just wild. Menendez himself so far, I know he's giving a, a press conference later today. He said, I'm going nowhere. <laughs> OK, wow. And. But he did. He got. He did get a, a, a show of support from another upstanding member of Congress, George Santos, who's like, <laughs> "We gotta just let Word due process it. play out. On, what guys. happened to presumption of innocence here? Wow. You know, are we That's just exactly gonna rip who the, you want? In exactly your right. Yeah, one hundred percent. So I'm like, I thought being bad. I thought uh, getting indicted is bad, Democrats, because when it was Trump, y'all were like, "This is fucking terrible." Yeah. Reminds this, me of the fact that uh, Lauren Boebert and the guy she was given the overpants handjob to mm -hmm. were both like bar owners. And yeah. like, he, you know, he was a Democrat and she was a Republican. But like the solidarity is with your fellow, you know, what, whatever the like the people who have the same career and income level as you. That's yeah, who yeah, you yeah. And like horniness. not with their political beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff's all flexible. It'd be it like that the meme from uh, Predator, you know, you son of a bitch. Yeah, exactly. And they do like the two sides. It's like Democrats, Republicans, and the hand coming together is their horniness. Yes. Um, as we saw there. But apparently they've been dating for months and she's trying to be like, oh, we, I have like no I idea. This, I I, no it looks idea. like I okay. need to just look take in a the better mirror. look at the political beliefs of the people i date on dating yeah. apps so um, uh we will watch we'll watch along as the democrats continue to you know to also exercise these yeah baffling amounts of hypocrisy yeah all right uh let's take one more break and we'll come back witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. 
Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, it's Jack O'Brien. I've got to tell you guys about something new. I've been trying this year. I've been drinking Health Aid Kombucha. I'm on the booch, you guys. Uh, if you're not familiar, it's a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice. It's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet, a little tangy, very refreshing. Uh, comes in delish flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, Ginger Lemon is a personal fave. Uh, you guys know I'm a big soda fan. Well, what if I told you there was a fizzy drink alternative to soda that instead of uh, making you feel like you were drinking chemicals, uh, it was thirst quenching and made your tummy feel good. Since they sent me a box of Health Aid Kombucha, I've been drinking far fewer unhealthy soda pop and far more Health Aid Kombucha, and they make my tummy feel all warm and good, cold in my mouth. Warming the tum-tum is not their slogan yet. Uh, you can have it, Health Aid. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. And we're back. Mm -hmm. And the Expend Forbles... Um, the <laughs> expend foibles, expendables, yeah. <laughs> expend, expend foibles, foibles. Uh, <laughs> ha, ha, so it hit theaters with critics hailing it as the opposite of a must see <laughs> and an embarrassment of, for all involved. Um, Dude, that's the most fucked up. That's <laughs> so mean. It's not even like scathing artsy shit. Just yeah. being like, it's the opposite of a must, an embarrassment. <laughs> For all involved is so fucked up. So mean. But I love, but yeah, go off. Go off, film critics. Yeah. So uh shockingly, it did not do well at the box office. It made just eight point three million dollars over the oh weekend with a budget of a hundred around a hundred million dollars. Um oh boy. so ah. and this was the worst weekend at the box office so far this year. I wonder if that had anything to do with suddenly the studios being like, we got to get a deal here, folks. This is right. looking bleak. Oh. Uh, but I, I feel like all I needed to know about how this movie uh, was going to be received was like, you, you can go to the Expendables character Wikipedia page and it has <laughs> a chart with like who is in each film. And you got right. your Jason Statham, Sly Stallone, Dolph Lundgren, Randy Couture are mm -hmm. all are in all four. That's right. it. Uh, Jet Li got off the bus after three. Uh, Terry Crews got off the bus after three. Arnold Schwarzenegger 
got off the bus after three. It was mm-hmm. in the first three, and he bailed. Uh, for Expendables three, they brought in like Wesley Snipes. They brought in uh, you know Ronda Rousey, Antonio Banderas. Mm. Um, you know they were they were covering all the all the quadrants for that one. Yeah. Uh, this time to replace Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jet Li in a movie about <laughs> like iconic action heroes. Yeah, they, they brought in Fifty Cent and Megan Fox. Yeah. I mean, they did, they did Tony replace. Ja. Yeah, I'll give Tony Jaws cool. I love yeah. with Tony Jaws act of martial arts shit, but wow, Fifty and Megan Fox. Yeah, and I heard also that Sylvester Stallone is barely in this one, and he's like the reason this shit even happened. Like he's the co-creator of this. He directed the first one. Yeah, and like wrote I think the first three or co-wrote yeah. or had a hand in the writing in them. And then this one apparently he was like, nah, don't want to do the fourth one. <laughs> It's an embarrassment for everybody. Don't I got rights? I don't know. It was how a Dolph Lundgren project. Like Dolph was <laughs> was driving the bus. Um, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. But I mean, I anyways. guess it'll make its money outside of the U.S. That's like where they mostly they've yeah, been making a lot. Of it their made eighty percent of its money outside of North America last time around. So they're hoping for a similar uh, turn of events here. But it does. It seems to be kind of pretty pretty soggy everywhere. Um, I just feel like, yeah, it's also just such a bad time for us to be celebrating elderly people with too much power. Yeah, right. It's just like, yeah, what a weird message. Thematically, we're we're not really feeling this right now. Yeah. So I can, I also see that aspect of like, I don't give a fuck about Dolph Lundgren and fucking Sylvester Jason. What the fuck? No. Yeah. It's like Space Cowboys if it was an action movie. Like that, that that's the premise. It's like old people like have rights too, and they can still do stuff as like old people are about to like drive the country yeah. over the edge of a cliff. Right. And it's all like all old white guys mostly too. Yeah. You're like, yeah, dude, exactly. please, please fucking. Did you see that one with like, what was the one about the women who are like all into Tom Brady with like Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda and shit? 80 for Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like, saw I that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, was that like Hollywood's best shit? Ch- like, was that them being like, what if we did the Expendables, but with women? Yeah, I think probably, yeah. And we're going to do this really fucking narrow read on like, <laughs> I don't know, it's like fucking heteronormative thing. We're like, but they all fuck with Tom Brady. <laughs> like, that's right. their fucking mutual, their, their, their unifying call. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Space Cowboys was pretty bad and also <laughs> way too long. long. I remember that ago. shit was over two hours. I didn't, I never saw Space Cowboys. I was never, never into the idea of like being told a story about people who were like too old for this shit. I, oh. I was, I was good at Lethal Weapon. Like that, that was plenty. I loved it, man. Big James Garner fan, big Jim Garner fan, big Tommy Lee Jones fan. I do I love think a Tommy I've, Lee Jones. I think I have the same birthday as Tommy Lee Jones, which is why I think I watched it. That's the kind of one-dimensional loyalty I have to people. <laughs> you you have the same birthday as Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah. You, ha- yeah. Harry, and We're all Tommy born Lee? on the exact same day, September 15th, <laughs> 1946. Wow. And we look great doing it. That's right. Uh, and finally, we have a new Clarence Thomas scandal, uh, this one involving <laughs> the Koch brothers and Ken Burns. Dude, um, that picture is so funny. Yeah. 
I didn't Tem- know it was Ken Burns at first. I was like, who the fuck is this? Like, wannabe Luke Skywalker bowl cut looking dude. His haircut is truly wild and like always dark and like he's a he's always dying it and it's always just it uh, if he doesn't have a wig it is the most wig looking hairdo that i've ever seen on a human head but yeah 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 it is it has wig swag for sure yeah but yeah i i just love how it suddenly be i remember one of the first articles i saw it didn't name him in the photo and i was like who the fuck is this guy yeah. And then I then I then I saw another one that was like it's Ken Burns and I'm like this is fucking so stupid but he's yeah. like I don't know them. I don't I like just them. just in that picture. Uh that I didn't even know the picture. I was just walking by and my arms got stuck on their backs uh somehow. Yeah. Um Yeah. So it's a you know this is a ProPublica report uh and it detailed Thomas's so close take it relationship with a grain of salt. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> uh they've got an axe to grind, is yeah. all I'm saying. Uh but it details Clarence Thomas's close relationship with the Koch brothers, which included speaking at their donor events, um, <clears throat> none of which was disclosed, so that's an obvious violation of federal ethics laws. But the image used for the article has Thomas, David Koch, and then in between them, you know, like, like you said, no I, I feel like Ken Burns is not a household face. He's a household name. Yeah, um, yeah. And maybe a household hairdo if you've ever seen him because you can't forget his hair. But yeah, so Ken Burns started trending on social media and he was forced to issue a statement distancing himself as much as humanly possible uh, from Thomas and Coke. And he claimed that he only met Thomas when taking that photo and only knew Coke because he was a supporter of public television. Um, that which... Is- what an interesting fucking description. Yeah. He's just a guy just loves public TV. He's, oh, wait, he does other stuff? What? Oh, I, don't, I didn't know. I've never heard of the other stuff. I just know him as a great patron of the arts. I was too busy researching baseball and jazz. Uh, so <laughs> that didn't, didn't his name didn't come stuff. up, to be fair. So, um, but that that support for public television uh, does not extend to documentaries about the Koch brothers. Um, they allegedly killed a deal between public television backers and the documentary Citizen Coke back in 2013. Mm. Yeah, the documentary showed at the Wisconsin Film Festival in April, and then immediately it was announced that public television backers were pooling their funding because uh, who knows wow. why? Yeah, it's, it's impossible to say, but just a great example of the sort of NPR neoliberalism and the problems inherent in it that they expect capitalism to fix the problems of capitalism. Yeah. You know? I like you did a little bit of cockney there. The bit the problems inherent in it. In it. <laughs> um, I've been watching too much Top Boy. It's just, again, we have a fucking sitting Supreme Court justice who is the, like, fundraiser headliner for these fucking fucking goblin people of the Koch brothers. Yeah. And then they're the ones seeing fucking over, like they're presiding over the cases that directly relate to these people. It's just, I don't, yeah, I don't know, but Trump can't win. (laughs) But that's the important thing. Focus on that guys. That's it. It's one issue and it's Trump can't win. Let's not, we'll fucking, we'll get to the other stuff once he's out of the way. And we, I wouldn't be surprised if the Democrats invested in technology to keep Trump alive forever. (laughs) <laughs> just be like oh he's running in 2028 
you already know 2032 2036 but we are at the you know in the midst, maybe I shouldn't say at the end, but we're in the midst of the longest run of very positive legislation and Supreme court findings for the extremely wealthy. Um, yeah. you wouldn't know it because of like astroturfed bullshit, like, you know, the tea party and, uh, you know, libertarians and, uh, <laughs> you know, people like that, but they have, had the they've paid the least taxes that they've ever paid because of shit like this just like yeah. very strategic relationships with the people who are ultimately making the decisions and then you know the those decisions have ripple effects where they make it harder to regulate the billionaires and then the billionaires use the lack of legislation and regulation to then influence more decisions until we have this out of control a crazy system that we have right yeah. now. We need um, ethics reform, folks. Yeah. Uh, we got to really sort out the Supreme Court. But I, I don't know. It's like the way Alito talks, he's like, yeah, come for me. Let's see what I, the fuck happens. Yeah. This idea that like you can have like your the strategy for the left side can be, well, if we just get this big donation from the Koch brothers, we can continue doing journalism that is broadly critical of the system that gives the Koch brothers immense power. And it just ends up just being liberal at a surface level without, you know, and, and the ability to even can't even have the courage of your convictions to put out a documentary that is critical of like the Nazi oil billionaires. <laughs> well, I mean, they're allowing us to do really great stuff. stuff about yeah. baseball, you know, That's right. So yeah. we got it. You got to take the good with the bad. Got to take yeah. the good with the bad. All right. Well, those are some of the things that happened over the weekend. We yep. are back tomorrow with a whole last episode of the show. A banger. And to tell you what is trending tomorrow, uh, it will be a banger, a bangar main. Thank you. Bangors and math. Until then, be kind to each other. Be kind to yourselves. Yep. Get the vaccine. Don't do mm -hmm. nothing about white supremacy. No. Nope. And we will talk to you all tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Guys, customer service is essential to your business success. And for faster, smarter customer experience, you can turbocharge your CX results with CX1, the world's most complete customer experience platform from NICE. It's never been easier for organizations of all sizes around the globe to create extraordinary customer experiences. With the scalability and flexibility of the cloud, you can power up your business goals like never before. So don't get left behind 
Find out more today at nice.com. That's nice.com.